he's all eaten away. Huh? How do you like that, eh? What's going on, everyone? I'm Heath. And I'm Jay. You're listening to Host of Horrors, show where we discuss and review horror films based off predetermined themes of the month. Jay! I see someone's excited for this month because <laughs> it's what, Heath? Invisible Man Month, the best universal monster. I don't know what he's he likes Because he's human. <laughs> the best. <laughs> he's human. Yeah. The worst monster of them all. <laughs> the human one. <laughs> the human kind. So... This month, we're going through so many freaking Invisible Men movies. So, this week, we're starting with none other than the original, right? Yeah, the original. 1933. 1931. 1933? I thought it was yes. 1931. No, Dracula was 31. Man, all, all these freaking Universal Monster movies, they go all together. Like, yeah. They, they're so close. and They keep on making movies. They're like... They, do movies left and right back in the day, weren't they? Oh, yeah. No, it's a hundred. It felt like a picture every other week, man. It was yeah. like shooting them out like Tyler Perry does his plays. And it's it's directed by one of the original king of horror, uh, James Well. James Hoyle. Hoyle. He did Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein, uh, The Old Dark House, shit like that. He's dope. He's it Was it James Whale directing an H.G. Whale's <laughs> Shut up, Jay. <laughs> You're not as funny as you think you are. I know, I know. I get that a lot. But also... We have a guest! Hi. Barry! Woo! Hello. Yes, oh. we are uh, introducing Mr. Barry Lawson. Uh, uh, Lawson. Larson. Barry Larson. Hi, guys. Introducing Barry Larson, uh, amazing actor and director, good friend of mine. What's going on, man? Thank you, sir. I'm very excited to be on the show! <laughs> so yeah. we've been trying to get him on... Ever since months the inception months. of this podcast, yeah, and it's almost like every time something came, like something came up, yeah, like either was like I had something came up, Heath had something come up, or Barry had something come up. It was like our paths never were able to align properly until today. Until today, yes. So we're going to have a very, very, very great time, and we love having three opinions. So if one of us doesn't talk as much, that's because we're letting our guest have some of the room. Y'all know how it is. Right. Not me. I'm going to overtalk you the entire time. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know do how this goes. Who talks? Is it my turn? Do we need, we need a buzzer or a light or something? <laughs> no, no. Just, no you, you, find, you find a pause and just jump in. Gotcha. <laughs> so, all right. I know I've seen this movie. Have you two seen this movie? Hell this is no. my first time. Yeah. First time. You fell asleep. No, this is okay. First of all, this is probably the first movie I fell asleep through in like literal decades. But I'm also like <laughs> tired of shit because I've been up for God knows how long. He's a working man. Yeah. Working I man. am a working man and I work too much, but I also need money. I feel that. <laughs> like deep in my soul, I feel that. It was very funny though. Every once in a while, <laughs> me, me and Barry shit talking the movie. All of a sudden, we hear, <laughs> and I forgot that I snore. So I was like, I found myself like waking up, and it's like they'll be looking at me, and I'm like, what? And 
he's like, oh, you snoring. I was not asleep. I was just resting my eyes for a second. I was listening. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was letting the image go was, through my ears and into my brain. He was listening to the movie. I was listening. I was like visually watching the movie. It was like an audio book. watching the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any of those like dreams where you're kind of dreaming about what you're hearing? Like. Where you saw the movie, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, no. And then you like you open your eyes, and all of a sudden, you <laughs> you see these policemen like shaking their <laughs> sticks. And I was like, why is there so many policemen? What did this person do wrong? But you you know what this movie did give me? Like I guess vibe wise, because it just happens to be the sign of the times. So one of my favorite like silent films, in a way. Not really something that kind of is M by Fritz Long. Yeah, excellent and movie. Yeah, I all honestly at this point I feel like I equate every like movie from like the 1930s to like maybe the 50s to M because it feels like it was one of the first like murder mystery kind of things that I really that really spoke to me as a kid as we yeah. talked about like way way back when we first started the podcast. So it's just like the circumstances kind of felt the same to me, except. When it comes to the Universal monster movies, I feel like it just—they just kind of—it's almost like they throw a dart and be like, "All right, so um, you're gonna oh, that's an invisible man, invisible, uh, man, um, <laughs> he's throwing well, a dart at the wall right now, uh, and like you know, listeners. just throwing darts and mm-hmm. like just to figure out the plot. So it's like it may seem like nonsensical but it just is like one hell of a spectacle well it's yeah. it's it's funny because most of the time they have a loose adaptation like almost every universal monster movie except for one is based off of either a short an idea or a novel so you got dracula frankenstein wolfman uh the invisible man all of those are novels or are based off of stories mm-hmm. the only one is creature of black lagoon that's the only original story but that was also done in the 50s. Back in the 30s and the, the the 40s, basically, they were still reeling off the fact that, oh, my God, we can make movies. We can actually make movies. <laughs> okay, so now that we can picture things, how do we write things? Because they're still going off of the silent era where it's just images. That's all that you convey your story through images. But now you're getting to a point where, oh, we actually have to make a story. (laughs) We actually have to write things. So how do we take this novel and condense it down into an hour? Oh, let's just make, it's just invisible. That's it. Well, what does it have to do with the story? Nothing. Is it related to the novel at all? It's not, no. There's not, other than him being invisible and having the name Griffin, there's nothing to do with the novel whatsoever. Interesting. (laughs) Very interesting, uh tactic there Hmm. yeah no most of it's like that like even dracula like it's loosely based off the novel he's a vampire he's a vampire he goes to london yeah there there is a helsing his name is van (laughs) that's about it tick the box whatever but nobody reads the book anyway yeah a lot of it was that it just you know you got 30 days give me a story you know what they say reasons for yellow bellies (laughs) (laughs) i've heard that i've heard that yeah people say that but I have got to say the special effects in this film. Awesome. How they did it. I mean, it's you can definitely tell. There are quite a few shots where you're like, it's obvious what they're doing. But for them to figure out matting, 
back in the in 1933. And Would this actually, have been the first movie? No. So 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 there there's been matting before, but it's always been background. Okay. It's always been like okay. For example, when we're in the doctor's office or his like a big yeah, yeah, house yeah, yeah. or whatever, the what you see outside the window is matting. It's not actually there. It's just black velvet, and they'll put something on screen later in editing. This was the first time they actually did that with making a person invisible to to completely get rid of someone, and for them to. So they basically would film uh, Claude Rain, who is absolutely amazing in this film. Agreed. They shot him with his bandages on, sitting there. Then they would shoot him again, taking off his bandages completely, so you would see his face and everything. Then they would shoot him again, doing the exact same thing, only he now has that black velvet all over his face, body, whatever. Jeez. Then they would shoot again <laughs> the exact same location, but get rid of Claude. So it's just the background. And for then they have to layer all that on top of one another. So this movie took 10 years to make. That's no, <laughs> it really didn't. That's what's crazy. Yeah. It didn't take that long to make at all. I think they started shooting this either shortly after Dracula, which was uh, 1931, or uh, uh, right around the same time. But, I mean, it was not, it wasn't that far apart. It's insane. It's crazy that they came up with that in in 1933. And I don't know how to do half the things I (laughs) technically should be able to do (laughs) in 2022. Exactly. You should be able to do it on your phone now or something. (laughs) I don't know how they did that. I mean, with this, it kind of gives the same kind of, I won't say energy, same energy. But it's like the same techniques that animators used in order to get that parallax effect Mm -hmm. going. So it's honestly in that same valley, except it's like seeing the concept of like special effects and and compositing that like reached that level. Because we've already seen it like that kind of level of compositing happen way back then with like Man on the Moon Mm -hmm. and other films like that. But just to see the special effects be played out it, it almost felt like it was being played out in somewhat of a real time thing mm-hmm. because with all of the compositing that they had to do it just makes it feel real you, of course you can see it obviously <laughs> that how word is but like i agree it was a freaking it's awesome. masterpiece the fact yeah. that they were able to do that back in the 30s yeah well a lot of what you can see is like ma- mainly like the full body shots when like he's still wearing a t-shirt or something like that you can clearly see the outline yeah there's something going on there. but when he's taking the wraps off and it's just his head i mean it's what you uncanny. saw through the eyeball to the back yeah. of the bandages that looked really cool yeah. it's, it's just crazy yeah. so good I loved all the practical stuff too, like all the. I guess they were doing fishing line, like the books flying mm-hmm. around, windows opening, all that stuff. It's very, very charming. I oh like yeah, it. I I think my favorite part was when he, that guy got got, and all you saw was like <laughs> the table, table just like boop, boop, <laughs> right on the head. That was like the last, just the last thing is like adding insult to injury. It was like the table just like the fishing hour just coming up and then. Boop. I do yeah. like I do like how they kind of played with the madness a little bit. Like the drug itself is making him go crazy, but yeah. like he didn't need to do half the shit he did. <laughs> like he got his books, and, and all he had to do was leave the bar. Nope, got to kill the police officer, piss off a bunch of people, and the train. Like why? He why the train? Of people killed hundreds of people. And can we talk about the timeline in this film, please? Because that was a little crazy. Okay, so this guy basically. He shows that he's invisible to an entire town. 
the town tells the police officers. The police officers tell the head, like the head uh, police station, which in turn tells the newspapers. Newspapers are printed and then distributed to the townsfolk and come to find out that was all in an afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. It all happened in one afternoon. And yeah. then in one day, he kills two people by pushing them off the cliff, crashes the train tracks, uh, robs a bank and sends it to everyone, all while like the police are still out hunting for him and it's all in one day because he still has to make his 10 o'clock appointment to kill kemp yeah and my favorite part is that the entire time he is completely nude he is running around <laughs> completely nude a guy has got to be in his 30s or 40s just, just hanging nude. in the wind just and it's cold outside guys dick dangling no all over the place and he's just like and see part of me feels like I wish I didn't know he was invisible because <laughs> now that I know he was invisible, it's like, oh no, he was like really just killing people in the buff. Yes, yeah. nude. Yes, and it's grant- more disturbing. Yeah, and granted, like I seen, we've seen a lot of people get killed in the nude or kill people in the nude. I.e., Patrick Bateman. Um, yeah, there's been yeah, a- Austin. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah like ass out with uh, nothing but shoes and a freaking chainsaw and you can't yeah. help but laugh at those moments too yeah. it's it's just it's funny well i mean you got freaking christian funny. bell running butt ass naked in a hallway with a chainsaw yeah it's funny so you're just picturing a guy sitting on top of another guy choking him to death while his <laughs> dick is just plopped on his chest dude <laughs> that's like, so funny it just kind of feels like it just adds insult to injury <laughs> yeah. and then like, and oh. then Barry over here coming up with the genius idea. Okay, so it's established in the film (laughs) that he eats, but it takes a while for his food to digest before it becomes invisible, right? So that means his waste is invisible. His shit is invisible, guys. His shit is invisible. So you could go in someone's house, shit in your (laughs) hand, and just smear it all over the walls, and then walk out. It's the greatest practical joke of all time. Greatest practical joke. Just come inside... Oh my God! What is this smell? And they're cleaning for days. They go to the Never store, buy it. high, like big Clorox bottles. Nothing, nothing. Awesome. I will be, I will be so upset if somebody pulled that prank on me. Like the absolute anger of what Just, I would have. Yeah. Like I will go crazy. That'll be my villain origin story right there. <laughs> Speaking of villain origin stories, I am a big fan of the. God, I love classic Hollywood. I'm a big fan of the acting in this, of course. And mm-hmm. it felt like a lot of acting during this era felt so, of course, theatrical because mm-hmm. they're still getting used to sound. To whereas like they still felt like they had to very be very mm-hmm. out like outward with their you know emotions and whatnot. Yeah, well, but all it just very just like it was very cool, especially with um the voice like basically it's almost like glorified voice acting in a way. Yeah. Yeah, the main guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah well yeah. there every actor in those days, especially in the 30s, came from stage. Like every actor was a stage performer. They just transitioned over into filmmaking. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I wish there was more actors who did that. I mean, I'm looking at two of them right now, but I really wish that there are more <laughs> actors that Thanks, Jay. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. <laughs> That, you hear that Hollywood <laughs> that both are trained in theater acting and film acting and are able to basically tell the difference between the two but mm-hmm. use those strengths to your advantage very because different yeah. now nowadays you have these people who can be phenomenal 
film actors, but can't hold it like they can't hold water in a form of a script to uh, yeah. do in the theater. Yeah, like they have to get fed lines and whatnot every minute. And you're just like, you're in a great actor in this movie. Why doesn't it translate to theater? And then some people who you know, it's almost like vice versa. Is but it's more rare to see in vice versa where someone comes from theater and they have trouble adapting to film. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, what, what, what is all about that? Yeah, Y'all and most speaking of that, are those exactly that? Well, mm-hmm. most actors that come from theater into film are fucking phenomenal. I mean, take Willem Dafoe for example. The awesome. dude is insane. Dude is crazy crazy insanely talented and he came from theater didn't he basically yeah. get mad at um robert pattinson for not being <laughs> off book Yo, in the lighthouse no 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 that was so great okay so pattinson right is a film like he he's he, he film that's right, what right, he's right, used right. to actor. he is mm-hmm. used to film so mm-hmm. he is used to not necessarily needing to know his lines but kind of just feel his character which i get that because i came from film over into theater mm-hmm. um so I, I get that you for me especially acting i need to know what character i'm playing before i know my lines Willem Dafoe is not that. Willem yeah, Dafoe yeah. is, I know my lines from heart, and I know my character through my lines. So when they were doing rehearsing, Pattinson was more free flow, more <laughs> let's go with the flow, see how it feels, and come up with a scene. Will- Dafoe was like, no, the scene is written. You look here, young sport. <laughs> Damn, I'm on Team Dafoe. Yeah, right. I totally understand the learning the character through the lines. Like, I don't... I guess uh, I don't know who they are until I have my lines down really, really well. And and that's I'm the complete opposite. Like I already have an idea of because I read the character description and uh-huh. I get an idea already in my head what that character is supposed to be, and I say my lines like that. Interesting. Like it, it, usually I have an idea of what my character is before I even finish the script, huh. or even start reading. Honestly. Like, uh, example, Fools. Yeah. I already had an idea. Leon was- We just did a play together. Fools. Yeah. Uh, he was excellent. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but I had an idea of what Leon, in my mind, what Leon was supposed to be. I, I wanted to be almost cocky and arrogant, but shy and timid at the same time. I was trying to play with both of those. I can see that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and that, I had that idea before I even finished reading the script. So Interesting. I, I get where Pattinson's coming from. And that comes from a film- uh, I guess. Primarily, or maybe most recently, because well, you've done stage stuff before this. No. Oh, really? No, before uh, Back Alley Theater. No, yeah. I have never done- Wait, what? I mean, I did like I some- I know that. I did stuff in high school, but I don't oh, okay. think that really counts. Yeah, I guess not. But okay, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So I have done primarily stage stuff and not so much film mm-hmm. stuff. So maybe that's where I'm coming at it from. Uh, I Yeah, I have to know my guy or I like- That's kind of like a- has a- floaty term is this i discover the character as you're going over scenes and reading the script over and over and over and saying the lines out out loud and trying to figure out why is he saying these things you know mm-hmm. i kind of like the uh it's almost like you're interviewing someone in a way and like figuring out who they are that way but uh yeah but back to this movie <clears throat> one of the performances i think we we're all very uh impressed with was the invisible man oh claude rain unbelievable yes. he's in a mask he's got gauze on his face the entire movie except for the very last scene and his performance is incredible it's awesome 
Another thing, that last scene where they like they show his skull and then the muscles and yeah, then yeah, the yeah. tissue and everything, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they did that, but that was cool. I don't know. Yeah. It was kind of a fading through different stages. Yeah, it, it's... Uh, I don't even know how they did that. I don't know. I wish I did, because that yeah. was cool. It's amazing, amazing. That was really cool. But yeah, Claude Rain was amazing in this film. Yeah. Uh, fun fact... When Mark Hamill was getting his audition to do the voice of the Joker in Batman uh, Mask of the Phantasm, he actually was inspired by Claude Rain's uh, laugh in this movie. You totally see it. The guy is crazy. He's maniacal. <laughs> God, he's so awesome, though. We're talking about the, the madness aspect of the, the drug that he's taken or the, what was it, medication solution? Me- uh, Meadow... Medicaine? Medivane or something. Something cane? Monocaine. Monocaine. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that it uh, it makes you invisible, but also crazy. And one of my favorite parts about that, besides all the murdering, was when he's skipping down the road in his <laughs> pants, singing some weird song, and some ladies Picking running away. Picking the berries away. from Maine. <laughs> yeah, so strange. But I like it. I, and I like the uh, the juxtaposition of like really silly stuff and just like ho- horrifying stuff. It's that, awesome. That is 100% James Well. Um uh. And it's weird because, like, I never got that in Frankenstein. Frankenstein to me is more of his solid atmospheric horror movie. Uh-huh. Um, but Invisible Man, The Bride of Frankenstein, The Old Dark Hat, all his really? movies are like creepy story. But we're gonna comedy. throw some fun in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's gonna we're gonna have some fun. And he always uses the same damn actress, say, yeah. same damn actress, oh, and I Lord. hate oh, her Jesus. whiny little voice. I can't even do an impression of her. Gosh, she's terrible. This is so like awful. Bird. What is her name? What is her name? I'm gonna blast you. You're probably dead. Don't do that. Sorry, lady. Una O'Connor. Una. Una. You can't. Don't me, talk Una. about Una O'Connor like that. Here's Una, everybody. <laughs> ah! That's it. Ah! She sounds like a bird. Yes. She's so annoying. I mean, oh. she kind of has the look of a bird. Like, have you seen her nose? That beak. That beak of a nose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that profile's like, dang. The profile's yeah. strong. But, <laughs> all right, so. And she's got that thick, that thick accent. Like, have y'all ever seen um, uh, My Fair Lady? Yes. Okay. Remember uh, what she sounded like before she became a proper lady? Cockney accent. Cockney accent. Like I yeah. hate it so much. Oi, and that's what she sounds Whatever. like. Yeah. Why do you hate Cockney accent so much? See, I don't mind it when it's like, a, a, I don't mind it unless they have that high pitch voice. It's just Una. She's terrible. I guess it's just because <laughs> even in My Fair Lady, it wasn't that bad. This bitch, though, gets on my nerves. So much so that I don't really like Bride of Frankenstein. Everyone loves Bride of Frankenstein. It's a fucking classic. I don't love it. And it's her fault. It's where I'm putting my blame. Una. Una! <laughs> my God. You can sense the silliness in some of the other casting, too. Some of the extras, they would cut, do these cutaways to oh these my. close-ups of these police officers. The policemen. Like, there were way... What? It's like, it's way too many policemen to track down one person. Even oh, if he's like, you know, murdering people. It was like an yeah. army. It was an army of policemen. Hundreds of, of policemen. Bumbling idiots. And just like God, they were so funny. Why? No, I love why? I love when I love when they run out of the, the hotel room, the, the lion's head in. Mm-hmm. Uh they run out and they're like, Constable, constable, come quick. Eh? Here's an invisible man. <laughs> invisible man, you said. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing uh, actress. Man. 
My God. Or, or the police officer when he gets the phone call. Yes, the Invisible Man is here at my house. What the hell you want me to do about it? <laughs> yeah. That click. It's a click. Over. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And then I... Let's talk about Flora, though. Just like... Flora. Flora. My girl. <laughs> no, it's just really funny because the one thing that sticks out to me is when... She's like, oh, no, we got to go. We got to go get Griff and all of that. And they come over to this place and he's all like, Flora. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, Flora must come to me in my bedroom. Alone. Alone. Yeah. And I'm just like, not you trying to get some pussy while you're on the run, dog. (laughs) No, my favorite thing was like, the the dad's like, no, I must go there alone. No, dad, I must see Griffin. Why? I can convince him. It'll be fine. What makes you think you convince him? Uh, good sir, she's pretty. (laughs) Yep. Works every time. Works every time. I have breasts. I have breasts. (laughs) Yeah. She knows how to use them. It's the truth. I'm sorry. And, And it was true. I mean, it was true. She didn't even care that he murdered a cop. She was just like, you have to hide. (laughs) I still love you, Griffin. Oh, you collapsed a train and killed 100 people? I still love you, Griffin. (laughs) I'm a ride or die bitch for you. (laughs) Girls love a bad boy. And I love her whole whole character, all right? I feel like the director looked at her and was like, all right, so uh, you're pretty, and uh, you really love Griffin. Anything else? Nope. (laughs) What's my motivation? Griffin. (laughs) Everything Griffin. But he's invisible. Griffin. Griffin. (laughs) You see them bandages? Them some hot bandages. That's right. You want to see what's under them bandages? Go go get them, Tiger. You ain't going to see it, though. That's the problem. It's invisible. He's the whole time. It kills me. He is naked the whole time. That's also known as easy access. Hey, there you go. Yeah. There's one point where he's talking about his uh, plan where he wants to sell the serum to form an army of other nude men running around killing people. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. All That's of his a, end goal. Well, I mean, sudden, I'm getting Top Gun vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I kept, this is sounds weird, but I kept wanting, I couldn't help but envisioning him as just not like seeing it from his perspective he's just sitting around like we are right now he can see can he see himself that's a question it is a question i don't want to know see, this answer i assume get, he can see himself when we get into other movies uh so not like the most recent one but like hollow man kind of goes into depths with it uh no if we go in hollow man uh logic no because even with hollow man his eyelids are invisible so even though he blinks, he still sees light. So, like, bright light is no bueno for huh. Kevin Bacon and Hollow Man. Oh, he can't ever close his eyes? Well, he can, weird. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, he can, but he also can't. Weird. So, like, huh. like dry eye wouldn't be a problem, but, like, you, <laughs> if you're trying to fall asleep, your eyes are I know, still, you see everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. See, I pictured him being like being able to see himself and seeing himself fully nude, just <laughs> hanging out in like chairs, talking to people. You've never met a man who's like so threatened, so threatening about just taking his clothes off. I will oh, yeah. take this robe off. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, my favorite was was and don't you go out that front door, Kemp. I'm strong. Now I'll strangle you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does. And then he does. <laughs> No, he killed Kemp in the most elaborate way ever. Yeah. He, like, ties his ass up. After following him to the police station and then getting into the car and everything, 
ties his ass up and looks this man dead in his face and goes, here's what I'm going to do, Kemp. I'm going to get out of this car. I'm going to release the parking brake. I'm going to push this car. This car is going to go down this hill really fast. Go over the little bump right here, fall down the hill, hit a boulder, and you're probably going to have a thrill until you hit that boulder. By that time, you're going to have a broken arm followed by a broken neck, and you're probably going to die after the explosion. Yeah. And it's like, that's very detailed, sir. That's <laughs> very, okay, very bye. detailed. And Goodbye, and then everything he said happens. That's awesome. very old Hollywood of you. <laughs> he explained yeah, the to the last stuff. detail how he was going to die. And you're like, what? <laughs> and then it happens. And you're just like shocked Pikachu face. <laughs> but it's also the fact that Griffin is probably one of the most murderous people that we've talked about thus far. Because his kill count is pretty high. Yeah, yeah, so his kill uh, count is like astronomical. He said over a hundred on the train. So we're just gonna baseline a mm. hundred. Right there alone, he has killed more people than every every person on our mm-hmm. podcast so far combined. Whoa. Combined. So right now, the invisible man, Griffin, is the most murderous man, murderous person in our whole kill count discography kind of thing. Yeah. Whoa. Not like we were keeping count. We did. And we, we did, stopped. and then we kind of stopped because <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> it was hard to keep up. Especially when the movies are interesting, you kind of forget who died 30 minutes ago. Right, yeah. right, right. But yeah, no. Not Adam, a problem with this movie. <laughs> not a problem. Because <laughs> everyone. Oh, SJ. You, oh, you get, <laughs> you get attached to everybody. Oh, never mind. They're dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you like Merv? Oh, sorry. He's going to die within 43 minutes. <laughs> Just, you know, just say your goodbyes at the halfway mark and, you know, say, hey, to Flora for me. Um. (laughs) Flora. Those eyebrows on Flora. (laughs) They're like drawn on. See, you have to draw them bitches on. Yeah, because they're very dark, too, because her hair is blonde. And then all of a sudden it's like, like just black. It's almost like they took some of that velvet shit and just (laughs) taped it. They could have made her eyebrows invisible. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, God. It would make it look like, uh, what that dude with the, what the. What's that do with like the blonde, all the blonde hair and like the blonde eyebrows? All of it looks like he's like has no hair. <laughs> There's like some people that are like that who are like. You're talking about Blade Runner? <laughs> Ooh, uh, the original. Ah, yeah, the original yeah, yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, the, like the, that. The, the Android yeah. or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Yeah, me either. That's I just watched 2049 movie. again the other yeah, day. It's on Netflix. I'm probably nice. going to check it out. So good. Yeah. yeah. I've also been watching that. Uh, uh, Movies that made us. They got hard movies. I haven't movies. watched that yet. Oh, Is dude. It it's so good. Friday the 13th should have never been made. It's amazing. Whoa. Oh, no. It's really cool. Like, Aren't many movies aren't were never supposed to be made, but here we are? Yeah. True. As true. Man, it's luck. and man. I wasn't supposed to be made, but yet here I am. <laughs> it is true. Me too. I'm, I, am, I am the product of uh, oops. <laughs> Yay. We love happy accidents. <laughs> we wouldn't be here today. Yeah. So, yeah, that was Invisible Man. <laughs> invisible Man with an invisible, I don't want to say Dick. that. <laughs> oh, God sorry. Is that where you're going? My bad. I'm telling you, all I can think the entire movie is this guy is running around with his dong out everywhere he goes. <laughs> and I thought I was the gay one. <laughs> <laughs> it killed me. It was so funny to me. He's like so threatening and like, I'm going to murder you. I'm going to take over the world. Completely nude the entire time. Awesome. <laughs> My God. Uh, so, final thoughts. What would you rate it? I, you know, I would rate it like a good three because out of all the footage that I've seen of this film, I was interested in it. And plus, 
it's a just a good classic. Shut the fuck up. It's a good classic story. <laughs> all in all, even though like it's almost like every, you're just taking a mere concept of something and just making something completely new out of it, and you're just like, oh yeah, no, it's a visible man. No adaptation here. Just bloop and plop, yeah. and it works. You just make a whole new story out of it, and it and it works. Yeah. And you know, 1930s Hollywood. That that's all I gotta say. 1930s Hollywood stuff looks cool. Mm-hmm. Stuff yeah. looks cool as shit, dude. I oh, miss yeah. giant sets. Amazing. Yes. Anyway, we didn't talk about that near enough. The, oh, yeah. the walls on every building in this show are in like this movie. sixty feet <laughs> it's tall. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and I get why. I mean, you don't really right. want to build a, a ceiling or anything like that. And and their camp, it's not like they could go from a wide to a close up and just switch camera settings. No, because the camera was the camera was one setting. Yeah. <laughs> you had one camera. Oh, so, I mean, you can just be rich. Just pre- everybody's rich. Everybody's rich. Yeah. You have a high ceiling. It's like yeah. everyone has a mansion. Exactly. God, <laughs> that was, uh, another thing was the camera work. I really enjoyed awesome. the camera work. Yeah, especially when like the dolly shot. Play- the dolly shot when he played with the set. Yeah, like, he-, he went from the office to the other room, and you know it's supposed to be closed off like an actual house, but you could see the transition between the walls. Right. It- I don't know. Some about that. It- it's character. It yeah. builds character. It's very, very cool. theatrical. Yeah. Very yeah. classic. Like classic theater. Yeah. I, don't know. I-, I like. I like this movie a lot. I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Out of what? We going five? Yeah, five. five. Or you know, whatever chicken nuggets you may use. Yeah, I mean, you can chicken? use how many chicken nuggets? You can nuggets use chicken nuggies, uh, invisible dongs. Um, how many invisible dongs does I do I give the Invisible Man? I give. It's cold outside, so I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him a two and a half. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, two and a half dang. inches. That's pretty mean. Yeah. Uh, out of, I don't know. It is cold. Two and a half inches is, is it's decent. <laughs> but it's not about the. Wait, size. that's not it's normal, not guys. Wait, what? <laughs> Hold on a second. That's another podcast. Uh, no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three. It was really fun. Uh, like Jay was talking about the uh, 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 the cinematography and stuff, the lighting, gorgeous, gorgeous. The close-ups. I, I feel like you just expect nothing less out of this era of Hollywood. Like it's always like everything has to be at like eleven because you know they're hot fucking that set. Shit, yeah. they are hot. So it's like all the lights are on them, but it works so well. Everything looks so. So pretty, Gorgeous. so dreamy, yeah. And all of the women are just photographed so, like, soft and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it just it just works, and it works very well. I'm at it. So. Some of, like we're talking about the camera was basically in one position. There were some of those super low angle shots when it was the invisible guy would stand up and be super powerful looking. Mm-hmm. Those was like the only time you saw the ceiling. I think maybe in the whole movie. And, and that's how you know they actually made a ceiling or they, they faked the ceiling sure. or you know yeah. the ceiling was matted ceiling was matted there you go they filmed a, ce- a ceiling we'll put it in in post <laughs> do it in post i really enjoyed this thing and i had uh i didn't know anything about the the book behind it i didn't know that it wasn't based on anything that's even more impressive they yeah. just kind of oh we'll make this thing yeah hg wells the king of sci-fi essentially for sure. Oh yeah. No, he he's got a lot of sci-fi stories that have been adapted. It just also okay. goes to show how closely linked early horror and um early science fiction are. Oh yeah, mm. especially when you get into like the 50s. Like uh, I I feel like the 30s, even even the 20s on up to the 40s, all the horror that you would see was like folky, you know, 
old tales, you know, you hear about ghost stories or, you know, you've read Dracula, vampires, things like that. Once you got into the 50s, though, that's when, you know, human errors and you got like the atomic monsters and aliens and things like that. Whoa. You can also kind of count this one in the same vein because it deals with science. It deals with medicine. Yeah, no, it's definitely well, yeah. science fiction, mm-hmm. but it's it's more like it's more of a human. Like humans messed up and created a monster. It's not like a giant tarantula storming the desert. Man, there were so many of those movies, right? Yeah, ants, hornets. Jay's bunny, cringing right now. He bunny like, rabbits. Only have y'all seen the giant bunny rabbit movie? Oh, no, I forget awesome. what it's called. But there's a movie. It's called Hop. No, it's no, I don't know Thumper. what it's called. I forget what, it what called? it's called. But it's a movie about bunny rabbits and they're giants and they kill people and they kill people. That's giving. <laughs> no, it's the greatest thing ever because Benicula? they <laughs> they built sets like little miniatures of homes and stuff like that, and they just got cute little adorable bunnies running over the sets. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that's that's the movie. Like every now and then they'll have like a puppet like break through the wall and like have it kill people and everything. But whenever you get like exterior shots of like the bunny rabbits destroying shit, it's just cute little adorable bunnies just hopping along. That should be our next film review. <laughs> I like it. I'll figure out where I can get that movie from watching. It is so good. But anyway, yeah, so join us next week because we will be talking about the Invisible Man Returns. And I love this one because it has the fucking godfather himself, Vincent Price, as the Invisible Man. Woo. I yeah. love I love me some Vincent Price. He's I, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, Vincent Price is the go. Like I, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was, A voice but, on that guy. Talking about voice acting. Oh yeah. I love him as Kabido. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, good sir. His greatest performance ever was as Radigan. I will have you say nothing else. Radigan. Ooh. Yeah. I still love them as Scooby-Doo, though. Yeah. I'd, um, you know, go on from there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, please, 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 please like, subscribe, ring on that bell so you know every time we put out a video, we're putting out episodes very every week. Very, very every week. Yeah, very, very yeah, every yeah. week. Yeah, English. <laughs> every week and comment, we'll, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good shit. Listen to our old videos and watch some of our parking lot reviews, which we need to start more of soon. But you know, we're all busy. Yeah. So yeah. And also follow us on social media. Yeah. And Barry. Tell the people where they can find you if they want to find you. Uh, or are you like me? I'm, you don't internet. I'm, I'm not on. I'm not on internet. I have a Facebook. Don't find me because I will not respond. I'm sorry. He's a ghost. Yeah, I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost. Again, if I don't want to feel old, I hang out with Barry. Barry's old. <laughs> Barry's very old. You're not old. You're just like you know. We're boomers at heart. Boomers at heart. <laughs> I'm a very old man in the inside. <laughs> I really am. I really am. But but you know what happens if yes. you don't subscribe and like and follow this video? What? The invisible man's gonna shit in your closet. And you'll never find it. You'll never find it. <laughs> you'll never find it. And wait, do you still step in it? Do you feel That's what it? I'm saying, yes. No, you, you would it, feel it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you smell it. Yeah, you just will like you'll never find it. No, it's the worst. Yeah, you'll be like, "What did I step on? Oh, it's nothing. Oh, why does my shoe stink? And now my hand stinks. And now my head stinks. It's the greatest (laughs) prank ever. It's amazing. 
Well, join us next week as we talk about the 1940 <laughs> film, The Invisible Man Returns. I have been Heath. And I have been Jay. I've been Barry. It works. It works. <laughs> we'll, we'll... I have been Barry. There we there go. go. That's All right. Okay. And you've been listening to Host, Host of, of Horrors. Horrors. <laughs> God damn it, Barry. <laughs> <laughs>